We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What's going on, world? You've tuned into episode 27 of Brunch Culture. I'm your boy, Randall Keith, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Lisa Victoria. What's up, world? All right, y'all. So you are definitely listening to the pristine sounds of Brunch Culture. Uh, we got some new equipment, so we are both really excited about this equipment. Just playing around with it. As always, we like to just improve ourselves, get our podcast to be up to par. So you guys let us know what you think about the new sound. But we're going to dive into this weekend review. This week we had some things that are going on. Lisa, kick us off. So this week we had an unfortunate event, a little scuffle. Um, with Drake and Diddy. Now, I want to clue you in on something. I'm a Drake fan. Um, <laughs> I do not condone, um, you know, using derogatory language towards women um, and calling them, you know, B-words. I don't think that's great. Um, I, know, I know Drake does that. But, I mean, there's some songs I don't know the full um lyrics but zero to a hundred started from the bottom forever you know those are some things that i i enjoy you know just the the hook don't judge me i don't know what's in the rest of it so i don't want <laughs> any emails about you know you, you ain't safe you ain't safe for real lyrics. yeah don't judge me <laughs> um so I want to put that out there. So that's my homie. I'm not a Drake fan because I like the way he looks because he's not attractive to me. So when I heard the news of Diddy, who I also am a fan of his business uh, moves, and he hit him, I was just like, oh, man, that's it's kind of tough, man. Um, you know, two of people that I think are really big in hip hop fighting, I think Diddy is too big for that. I'm not sure exactly. It was some mixed things about you know, he took Diddy's microphone and Diddy felt disrespected or he tried to talk to Cassie, which is, that's like Puff Daddy's 18th girlfriend. Um, <laughs> You've been waiting so long. Yeah. <laughs> She's 12. Um, and he's 50. I'm just kidding. She's an adult. I'm just joking, y'all. Uh, but... Yeah, and, you know, Drake is notorious for apparently taking people's um, dates. Uh, they have the whole Chris Brown and Drake debacle going on where Chris Brown is saying he was messing with his girl while he was locked up. I'm not sure. I don't really keep up with who's dating who in the rap world. But still, it was a big thing, exploded on social media. And I just, I really, I'm like, Diddy, you too old for this too old for some people you got too much money for this you too old or you too rich at the end of the day it's about respect uh diddy's like whatever the situation happened i'll i'll preface the statement by saying like i didn't follow it i just logged on to twitter and saw people um making 
comments about it and kind of posting and like adding both of them, so I, which I thought was a pretty funny. But at the end of the day, it's about respect. For whatever reasons, Diddy felt like Drake disrespected him, and that man just, you know, had to let him know, hey, don't let the suit and the money and the title fool you. Like, look here, we can still handle it like men. So I, I thought it's pretty funny. Um, it's it's funny too. Drake is always at the forefront of verbal, you know, conflict, but rarely do you see kind of somebody just check him in that way and let let him know like, yo, you not that dude. Recognize that you not that dude and uh step aside. So I thought it was pretty funny. And I mean, at this point, Diddy is known as an OG in the game. So he like, hey, whatever it is, you're not gonna disrespect me. And if I have to take you take it there, then I will. I'm not above that. Like I'm above a lot of things, but that's not it. So I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, don't make, mess up his thing his abilities to write good music. I mean, I I, I enjoy it sometimes. You can write good music in the hospital. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't hurt people. <laughs> so, in, in other news, another big story that, uh, that happened this week, um, 100 black staffers stage a walkout um, at the on the Capitol. Staffers from Capitol Hill, I'm sorry. Uh, they they staged a walkout. And, uh, they did the the hands raised and silent protest right outside of Capitol Hill. And it was a pretty big thing. Um, it particularly hit me just because, you know, being in the city, working, being at work, actually when uh, people, the news, news outlets and media were there taking pictures of them and, you know, the, the protest and all. And hearing my black counterparts, and I think I would have been bothered if these people were black or white, but particularly because they were black, you know, it just, I guess I just had, if you don't, if, if I had different expectations, basically. And if you don't agree, it's fine. But basically, they were just kind of going in saying like, oh, these people's jobs are going to be on USA Jobs tomorrow morning. They stupid. You know, I, I, I love my government job. I'm never going to sacrifice it for something like that. And uh, you know, I kind of have mixed issues like that. I believe if you feel passionately about something, particularly when you can rally with other people in numbers, they're not going to fire all of you guys at once, right? Because losing that that workforce in that way, it, it, nobody can recover from that in the way that they need to. So you know that you stepping out and making a statement is going to do something. And then the type of like true investigations that will come and backlash that will happen if all of those people were to get fired. It's just unrealistic. It, it be, would be unrealistic for it to happen. So I, I admired it. I thought it was a great, great move. Um, and I was actually really proud to see people on the heel do it because we know that the heel is a completely different beast. It's very, very competitive, um, you know, very political. And so to have people say, set all of that aside, we want to make a statement. And if nothing else, make that statement to the parents of those people uh, that have lost loved ones in in the, the light of recent event, in the height of recent events, I think it's just, it made a huge statement. And I'm 100% in support of it. Yeah, I definitely am in support of anything that's a united front, that's a peaceful protest, because this these things must be done. These things need to be done, and they're helpful. And I, I read a quote that says, 
anything that everything that black people have came from protesting and government interference. So people who don't believe in protesting, people who don't think the government needs a hand in our affairs. Well, if you're black, the only reason you're able to do anything is because people protested. The only thing you're able to, the only reason you're able to be a free person, the only reason you're able to get, um, you were able to get past Jim Crow was because people did something and the government interfered. Had the government not interfered and people not protest, we would still be in slavery. We would still be under Jim Crow. We would still not be seen as a whole person. Right. So, yeah, I think in light of where we're at, that's 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 relevant. And I think if we could carry any message out from this running this story, it's definitely that we have to do something. You know, whether you believe in protesting or not, I think it's crazy to not, but I think you you do need to do something. Your voice needs to be heard and yeah, this impacts you. So let's get out and do it. So moving to moving forward in, in today's main topic, um, we want to talk a little bit about love. Uh, today's main topic is titled "What's Love," uh, and and this basically came from a lot of people. There's been a lot of speculation. Everybody knows Kerry Washington. She is Olivia Pope. She's a star of Scandal. Uh, news outlets, uh, media outlets, uh, celebrity media outlets have been basically saying that you know her after her giving birth to a child, her and her husband aren't seen together a lot, and they talked about it this morning on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, but you know there were people that were saying that they aren't displaying love, so they have to have an issue. There must be something going on. And then you had other people from the show, and then people that will call in and say, "Uh, no, well, you know, love today looks very different. You know, what 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 we consider love today, you don't have to be around a person all the time. You don't have to be stuck, joined at the hip hip with the person." for it actually to be love. So, you know, it just ro- rolls a question with Lisa and I, and I definitely think it's relevant to uh, young professionals all together. What is love? What does love look like today? Is love truly different to, in terms of the way that we define it and the way that we express it today than it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago? I will even say push a little farther to say 20 years ago. You know, er- early 90s, the way that people communicated and expressed and showed love. Are we living in a time where love is truly changing and, you know, people just need to realize that and respect love for what it is in 2014 and not what it was in 1974. What do you think, Lisa? So to me, I have a very, um, I have a very, very strict opinion on love. I think love is consistently the same thing. I don't think that love changes. Um, I think love to me, I define love as a commitment. Um, because I think a lot of what we call love in society is just basically feelings. That's why you fall out of love because you felt one way and then your feelings change, but feelings change based on who's hurt you. I always tell people, they're like, I'm so in love with this person. Okay. You're in love because they haven't hurt you yet. Huh. But as soon as they hurt you, hey, yeah, you don't. You're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they say a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. I say love that can't, hasn't been tested can't be trusted. And so, if you say you love somebody and y'all haven't had any kind of 
friction, they haven't hurt you and you haven't had to forgive them yet, there's a good chance it's superficial love. It's easy to love somebody who hasn't hurt you. I think love is a commitment to be there despite the person's true colors, despite their ability to hurt you, despite their ability to mis-expect the to fall short of your expectations of them. That's when you really get to see love. And I'm yeah. a proponent of First Corinthians 13, love. Love is patient, love is kind, love is long-suffering. All of those qualities can't rude. be proven. It's self-secret. Yeah, can't be proven <laughs> until the person does something to aggravate you. How can you be patient with somebody who never aggravates you? Right. How can you be tempering in all those things? So I think love is a commitment, and I think that love is a selfless commitment. And I think anytime we look at the love languages, you know, your, you know, time person, your um, gifts person, no matter what your love language is, I feel like if a person's love language doesn't match yours, the proof that they love you is sacrificing what they would want for your feelings or for what you would want or to show that they love you. So if you tell me, man, I'm not really a gift person, but, and I don't like to spend money and I know you don't, but I see you doing what you hate because you want to make me happy. That shows you really care about me. And I think love is well unselfish <laughs> commitment to deny yourself and seek the best for the other person. I don't want to feel off topic, but I just think like if your love language is gifts and you want me to buy you a gift every week and I don't got money like that and I'm trying to build a future in a life, I just think you just got to understand like if I'm not buying you a gift, it ain't because I love you. It's because I don't want to be broke. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other show. So. Y'all notice that anytime we come to Randall spending money for a date, he got issues. I'm Meanwhile, if somebody wanted to buy him some cold hunts, I'm sure you wouldn't turn it down. Even I'm if they had saying, their own student loan debt. But I ain't going to talk about that. I'm going to just look, sip this tea. Student loans is a real, it's a real thing. And I just feel like I can't be out here trying to ball out of control. Oh, I'm finna, I'm finna buy you guap. I'm finna get you this. I'm finna get you this. And uh, student loan, like, hey, bro, remember that master's degree you got? Yeah, somebody got to pay for that. So um, while you out there shopping, make sure you run me my money. That's just real. I feel like that's real. But anyway, as we talk about love, I definitely agree <laughs> that love is not a feeling. Love is definitely a commitment. And, and, I, and I, I heard it said to me one time that, Love is a, a, a it is a decision, um, and it's a decision to move forward and to be there to show up and to work. Um, as my stepmom so plainly put it, even when their ish stinks, you know, you know when you, you love someone, when you wake up and you have to deal with something that's not glamorous, that's not pretty, that's inconvenient, and you still do it for the sheer fact that. You want to see um, this being done for this person. You want to be there with that person. You truly believe that you know a bad day with them is better is better than twenty good days alone or twenty good days with someone else. And you know at that moment you know that you're truly you've made the decision to love, and that's when you can say that you are in love. So what I think we deal with today though is this sense of how do we express love, right? I think it's great that we have, you know, the, the love languages, the five love languages. And I mean, there's a bunch of different variations of that. So we know what it is that people, in essence, how they receive love or how they interpret love. 
Um, but I think just in a run of our lives, you know, we don't really have too much of an opportunity to express that. Um, and then the ways that we try to go about expression um, based off what we've learned and based off what we are used to, we have people comparing that today to what people had before. And we're saying that, oh, you know, people aren't in love. And, you know, I think it is a fine line if we were to just use the Kerry Washington scenario um, that I heard about, that we spoke about earlier. If you look at two people that just aren't spending time together at all, you know, it's a little tough to say that they are in love because there's a, a certain amount of sacrifice that comes with you wanting to be with that other person. Um, but I also r- realize that, you know, I mean, if you look at people, you have two people that are in a relationship. They're high profile people. They're very, very busy and they both have very de- um, huge demands. I don't think it's really fair to say, oh, well, that's not love, but they're not really in love because, you know, they're rarely around each other. Well, I mean, you have two fairly young people that are really working hard to build an empire. And I think that, I mean, things are, life is give and take. You can't be stuck up under the person that you love and think that, you know, that's going to equate to you having all these achievements and accomplishments and, you know, you've been able to like do the things that your heart has desired outside of that without saying like, I'm going to have to give up time with you to do this. Cause that's the only way that it's really going to work. So I think that love at the core of what it is, is the same. I think how we go about expressing and interpreting that is what's changed here today in 2014. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm bad. My thing is, my my philosophy has always been whatever you make time for what's important. If you ain't making time for me, I must not be that important. Because I don't care how busy a person's schedule is, I've seen people make time. I can, I can buy I can I can get into that, but so let's say like prime example. Let's say you are uh, on a, like a, a ministry tour, right? And let's say you're just like traveling around the country and it's a part of your job. That's what you do. You go to different places, you fill in, you know, you might inspire a person here, inspire a person there. If you are dating or, or have a fiance or a husband, you know, I mean, in a run of doing those things, let's say you don't make the time you call them once a day or what have you. And that just may be something that's for a short period of time. I don't think it's fair to say that you don't love him. I think it's just fair to say, like, in this moment, you really and truly are extremely busy and trying to, you know, meet these goals. So, you know, just it's not possible or realistic for you to just stop and be able to, like, kick it on the phone or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 just a little tough to get there. So I don't know if I, I believe that we can say that a person doesn't love you. More so is that, like, you just have a lot of things going on in this moment. It doesn't allow you, it doesn't give you leeway to do the things that you would normally want to do. Yeah, I, I buy that. But how long is that particular <laughs> time going to last? Because, I mean... Maybe a good month, or you got a two month stretch where you busy, you know. But I mean, it's a whole year. Nah, bruh. No, yeah, that's that's a little extreme. Now yeah. we can't, you know. I mean, well, I can understand. I give certain you a things. couple months where you busy. Yeah. And you got you working on a special project at work, but you ain't, <laughs> you eat, don't you? <laughs> Call me when you eat, right? <laughs> you talk to your mama and your daddy, don't you? 
okay. But she, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. This whole... <laughs> you on social media. A lot. Yeah, see, and, and I mean, those th- those things, I think, you know, if you consider, all things considered, if a person does have time to do things like social media and things that aren't necessarily work-related, um, if you're not doing that, then, you know, we, we need to have a conversation. We need to see if what your definition of love is, is what my definition of love is, and if we can actually move forward with you know, trying to further define what we think yeah. and believe and feel. Because if you could post a status of 144 characters, can't you send me a text message asking me how my day was? I'm just saying. But meanwhile, then if he texts you too much, then Lisa gonna be like, oh, I don't do text. You need to pick up the phone to call. I'm just saying. Nah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> gotta get a man a little bit. Nah, Lisa, you gotta give him just a little bit. Like, now, so if he don't call, call me out about I'm, my I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Meanwhile, don't don't bring up my life. We talking about fictional. We not talking about. <laughs> this is not how Lisa dates. <laughs> this is a fictional character. We gonna Fiction. call her Felicia. Felicia. <laughs> we don't need her to leave. We need her to stay. Right. So, hello, Felicia. <laughs> hello, Felicia. Felicia. Welcome to brunch culture. You <laughs> sit right here, girl. To the end. Then we'll say bye. But, uh... Okay, I'm just gonna sit right here, y'all. Y'all can talk to me. <laughs> if she don't sound I... like that, bye, Felicia. Hey, y'all do No, nah, that's true though. I, I definitely I, I support you with that. Um, you know, I, I, again, I think that it's easy for us today though. And I, I don't I don't want to be I don't want it to appear that I'm always throwing things off to you know us our schedules and our lives. But I think realistically, you know, we balance things. We balance more things that I think people from any time before but before us in their twenties have balanced. Right? I think. You know, we we have access to a lot more things. We have a lot of things that are coming in our face and a lot of things that, you know, get in get on our radar. So I think it's just realistic to understand that things are a little different. I think the core again, the core of what love is, it is is the is the same. And I think that's something that doesn't change. But I think we just have to adjust to with today and to the way society is now. We have to adjust with how we express that and how we, you know, interpret that from other people and just taking in consideration all of the external factors that end up affecting it. Because I think if we just kind of look at, oh, well, you know, they don't call me enough or, oh, you know, we don't spend enough time together. And it's kind of like, well, one of the things that you liked about them is the fact that they were established and accomplished and all of these other great things. So there are sacrifices that they had to make to get there. And kind of unfortunate but you being with them or be talking to them or being interested in them means that you know sometimes you might be a part of the sacrifice to get to that so yeah but i mean how far how 
how far up the ladder are you climbing before you make me a priority? I need to know that before I um, enter in a, uh, something that could be permanent. Because I, what I don't want to happen is marriage to happen. And you're like, well, this is the way I was when we were dating. Why did you think this was going to change? And so I think at a certain point you have to realize, okay, at what point on the corporate ladder or whatever ladder you're trying to climb that I become a priority? Because if you have something that's coming up and we're married, are you going to put me on the back burner? Hmm. And then your expectation is, well, this is how we were when we were dating. Why would you expect anything else? And so right. I think holistically, you need to look at that and say, if I'm going to be a priority, make me a priority or, you know, cause, and you need to see what you could deal with because if this is pe some people are just work driven, their identity, their whole identity is in work. And that, right. that's, I don't recommend that, but that's their life. Um, so when I see that, am I, am I saying, okay, let's, Let's move let's past that. Let's that. progress let's from that. From that. Uh, you uh, have to you make have me a priority. Yeah. Or is that going to be your norm? Because if that's your norm and that's what I settled for, that I could deal with while we were dating, I need to be able to deal with it while we're married. You can't change that. And I see so many people saying, oh, I'll settle for this. But then when they get married, they're like, oh, why they act like that? And then everybody else on the outside looking in said they've been like that. What are you talking right. about? You can't expect change that I do doesn't change anybody. Exactly. You know, and it's it's funny though, I think um, as we consider that 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 part of you know, at what point on the corporate ladder am I gonna be a priority? Again, I think that's why we have to explore this whole reality of people just being single and, and and selfish and not wanting to do that and i think you know it's not really there's not really a space for that right you know the 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 the, the way to look and we've talked about this before on a previous show on you know when's the time to get married but if we look at the expectations of our parents or we look at the expectations of society as a whole it's like once you get you know a degree and you get you a you know fairly decent paying job then you need to start building your family. And so one would start doing that and then realize, well, there's other things I do. And then you have uh, uh, the person that you're with saying like, oh, I don't, you don't have enough time for me. Your wife's like, look, I don't got enough time for you. And I mean, you don't have enough time for me. So how is this going to work? And where's this going? At what point are you going to slow down? And I think that's all just a conversation that you have to have. And then you have to understand that, I, in this moment, it's probably best that you be single and I be single because with us trying to come together in this time of building for our own brand, you know, you're not going to have time to really give to this relationship. And I actually think that that's a, I think that's okay. I think it's, it's honest and it's admirable. Yeah. But I mean, people want the, um, they want both, right. um, without realizing that both require a level of sacrifice. And so it's, it shows what do you want more? Do you want the family? Do you want the relationship? Or do you want your career? I would say choose relationship because at the end of the day, if you go in the hospital, if you have a traumatic experience, if you're on your deathbed, your career is not going to be there to sit by your bedside and hold your hand. Um, I mean, that's nice. 
But if you had a good career, you can pay somebody to come and hold your hand. And that's all that matter. Okay. Well, <laughs> you let me know how that works for you. So they I got think... they you had never seen them sitters in the hospital in the hospital, how they had a sitter that come in there. One of my friends told me, like, if you actually, like, slide the sitter, like, some some tips or whatever, they'll bring you, like, extra stuff. They might run to the the McDonald's for you. I just thought, I mean, look, if you can do that, then you can probably just be like, hey, I had a great career, stacked up my paper. I'm just going to pay somebody to come in here, hold my hand through this process. What you think? I don't know. I read this quote (laughs) by Max Locator today that says, when you are in your final days of your life, what will you want? Will you want a hug? Will you want to hug your college degree in a walnut frame? Will you ask to be carried to the garage so you can sit in your car? Will you find comfort in rereading your financial statement? Of course not. What will matter then will be people. If relationships matter the most then, shouldn't they matter the most now? You're so deep, man. (laughs) I'm just saying, choose people over career. Because at the end of the day, when you do something that your career people don't like, you're going to be out in the cold. Look at Columbus Short. Listeners of Brunch Culture, I support you going to your career. Lisa trying to have y'all drop out and just be like, I'm, I'm just going to get, I'm going to be barefoot and bare. I'm going to find my wife. And we just going to be in the house. No, I'm just I'm joking. I'm I mean, it's a balance to it, but I think you can have both in a healthy way. But I mean, at the end of the day, you might not be able to spend as much time building your career if you're devoted to the person that you're with. But I'm I'm saying choose love because then your your career not gonna hold you at night. But I mean, who am yeah. I? But you can sleep with your stacks of money and it feel real good. I'll just play. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay people for everything. Remember we talked about that dating service? The the PA women paying cuddlers. What? No, yeah. no. That's a, that's a whole nother. You know what? It's funny. There's this app in the app store called Cuddle. I don't know if it's still there, but I remember one time people saying, like, it's an app. You can actually download the app. And I remember seeing it, Um, but you download the app and it, like, I guess it, like, scans your location or something like that. And there's somebody in your area that wants to cuddle. You guys can cuddle together. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't advise that. We are advising that on brunch culture, but hey, that's a real thing. Yeah. And I hope you guys gained something from today's conversation. We we're definitely all about the L O V E, the four letter right. word that changes lives. Right. Um, that's a nice way to tie that up and put a bow on it. Uh <laughs> but let us know what you think. Hashtag chat BC, what's love to you? Um, is it what do you, are you willing to sacrifice for love or you just you know want to die holding your cash um cash you know. money records taking over for the nine nine in the 2000 <laughs> meanwhile Randy has joined <laughs> moved, packed up and moved to louisiana and joined cash money <laughs> make him say oh, oh that's nasty p no limit. He done switch. <laughs> Lord, he flip flopping. Okay, guys. We gonna move to our random topic. This week's random topic is has to do with a droid, a nose, and a mistletoe. So a woman at a TGI Fridays um, was injured by a droid 
you know, the little droids because they had this special going on where droids were holding mistletoe and one malfunctioned and got got a nose, bloody nose was off. Um, yeah, um, I'm just like, y'all could have just put that in the door. Yeah. I could, it just could have, you know, people try to do all this creative stuff. Sometimes you just need to be basic. You need to be yeah. mediocre. <laughs> basic, basic saves lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Hold on, first... pause, because we ain't let Felicia go. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> All right, bye, y'all. See y'all later. <laughs> okay, y'all. Now Felicia go. Yeah. <laughs> so back to this nose thing, though. But no, when you first uh, tweeted me that, and I first saw it, and I'm like, wait, what? But the fact that this lady lost a nose because TGI Fridays thought it would be this great idea to come up with an innovative way to have mistletoe so they can have people kissing in their... Re- I just want to know how much of a check she's going to get. And at first I kind of felt real bad. Cause I was like, dang, you know, she might not be able to smell. She ain't got no nose. Then I started realizing that, wait, she can still use like a, a smell function. And the fact that we have so much plastic surgery and so many people get nose jobs, you don't actually even notice it. I think that she might be in a good space. They probably can, you know, reshape whatever nose she has or get her another nose and none of us will know. But what we will know is that her pockets are super fat because I'm sure the check that she's going to get from TGI Fridays is a big deal. Yeah. I'm just saying. I would rather have my nose, though. Um, my original one, not the one. I don't know, not. Look here. You get me a fat enough check, I can get me a nice-looking little nose. I don't know, because and... what I really don't want her to do is come out looking like Lil' Kim. <gasps> We will not talk about this <laughs> show. <laughs> I don't know ranking on people and how they look. Y'all need to. I leave that Lisa. Lisa roll. <laughs> I'm not ranking. I'm just saying nose jobs so bad, and I want. I want everything God gave me. I don't want it to be altered because sometimes it don't. It doesn't go right. God gave you those 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 surgeons that can recreate them. So you just have to take your blessings in different forms and keep it moving. That's all I'm saying. All right. I just hope she gets mad. <laughs> Lisa, like, all right, if that's what you believe. Whatever. <laughs> I want her to be able to smell because it ain't nothing worse than not being able to know what fragrances. Your nose be clogged up the whole time. <laughs> Y'all keep yeah. on praying. That's so sad. You <laughs> Well, at least if people like pass gas and have stink breath, you don't have to deal with that, though, right? Yeah, but yeah. you lose so much. <laughs> <laughs> no. Lisa, disturbed. What fragrance is that? Oh, no. <laughs> I ain't smelled since last year. <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> That's bro. <laughs> no offense, no, really, no offense to the lady uh, uh, with with the messed up. No, I'm sorry, the missing nose. We support her. We just think the story is really bizarre. The fact that somebody can lose their nose because a restaurant thought it'd be a great idea to provide something new. Yeah, sometimes just sticking to the basics, sticking to the original way, 
is the best way. Get you a little mistletoe at the door. Let people kiss and, you know, and just enjoy their meal. We don't need to do too many things at once. <laughs> yes. So we're going to close out with today's quote of the week. It's by Anna Wintour, and it says, Don't go too fast. People have to go to school, learn their craft, and build their br- build a brand. That's the right and healthy way to do things. If you're overnight sensation, you can be yesterday's news in no time. Whereas, whereas building something slowly and carefully that has value and quality, that's what's going to have legs. Hmm. And I think that's so important because, you know, many people want to be overnight success. But do you have the foundation? Because success can come, but do you have the character? Do you have the... Um, those factors that help you to be sustainable to build an empire. Um, so just keep that in mind. Don't try to go too fast. Let let it grow. Right, definitely. And with that, guys, we just want to thank you guys for listening to Brunch Culture. Thank you for continuing to support us, continue to uh, follow us. We just ask that you guys go to our website, www.brunchculturebc.com. Sign up for our mailing list. Make sure you guys are checking us out on social media, on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture. Uh, Again, let us know what you think. Hit us up, chat BC. Let us know what love means to you. Do you think love today is different from love that your parents or your grandparents or people before you experienced? Or is it all just love and, you know, people are just missing the mark? Follow us on social media. Let us know what you think. Stay up with you guys. We love you guys, and we thank you so much for supporting us. And as we start talk to you guys about building your brands, we're continuing continuously trying to build a brand here, and we thank you guys for being along for that ride. So as always, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.